0: everyone. I'm Linda McHenry with The Writer's Voice, and my guest today is Sarah Osborne. Sarah, how are you? I'm good. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you, Linda. Well, certainly. Now, you're going to talk today about three different things. We're going to talk about cozy mysteries, which you write, and you're going to tell us about your latest book and how they compare with traditional mysteries. Then we're going to talk about pantsing versus plotting, the the big, big issue with writers. Uh, Which way do you do it? And then we're going to finished talking up with those first drafts. So before we get into that, why don't you tell me about your latest book?
1: Okay, I write Didy Brown Mysteries and the third book has been published in May. It is murder most southern. So these are standalone cozies, which we'll talk about. Okay. That place primarily in Atlanta. This third book actually takes place in Beaufort, South Carolina, for reasons that I could explain at some point. The characters. My protagonist, Didi, is a pediatrician, and she has a quirky group of friends, and she loves children and dogs and cats and cooking so all of that turns up in my story
0: so all kinds of different things to appeal to a lot of different people so what is the difference between a cozy mystery and a traditional mystery because a lot of people i hear them talk about oh well i would never read a cozy and i bet you they never have so what's the difference between a cozy and a traditional you know i bet a
1: lot of people have read cozies they might just not have called them that like agatha Uh Christie, is kind of the queen of cozies So some people know that cozy is a little thing you put over a teapot to keep it warm, and so supposedly it's for little old ladies to read. But in fact, my definition of a cozy is something that um, is not full of gore, something that doesn't make me too anxious, something that generally is about a group of people you come to know. So it's often set in a small town, doesn't have to be. An amateur sleuth and a puzzle to solve.
0: All right. So that's what it is. It's more a puzzle and it's a more an intellectual thing. And you meet the characters than the actual gore and, that's and, right. and, and all the violence and all the. And all the anxiety and, the and all the anxiety. All right. That's good. So when you do your cozy mysteries and you come up with a series or a setting, what do you find the most appealing to you as a writer, as opposed to what the readers want to see, or is it the same thing? well i may not be quite answering your question but i usually start with the locale
1: i'm not sure why i do but i look at a locale and then i say well what could happen here how could somebody get killed (laughs) and then um i have my characters that i've sort of grown to love so they matter a great deal but so does the plot i want to make sure the plot makes sense i want to make sure my characters don't do anything outrageously stupid and then I want you to like my characters. So I want them to be people you'd have as friends, the good guys, not the bad guys. And in a cozy, always the bad guys get punished
0: and the good guys triumph. So you start with setting. Do you think most cozies are based on the setting rather than the group of people or does it vary? I bet most cozies are based on character. Each of us, you know, when we get into the, move on into a little bit about the panthers and the plotting, every writer approaches writing from a different perspective. Some of us really, really like the relationship. Some of us really like all the intricate plots. Some of us like the settings. Some of us like all three. I guess that is what sets one of us apart from the others. You mentioned that you're a pantser, meaning you don't work with an outline. And I have always been a plotter in that I want to have some sort of outline and then I go by the seat of my pants. So I'm sort of not really both. Tell me about this pantser option, because I've talked to a couple of people and everyone does it differently.
1: I'm really a hybrid, but the way I start and part of the most fun for me is the free write. So I get a locale, I have an idea about what terrible thing is going to happen, and then I write a chapter a day off the top of my head and I don't look back. I only look forward. I get friends who can read along with me every night and tell me, whoa, that was too outrageous. Or what happened to so-and-so? He just disappeared. Then at the end of 30 days or 40 days, then I take what I have and I try to shape it into a novel. That's where the structure comes in. I don't usually do an outline, but there is structure to it. So for me, the advantage of being a pantser, writing by the first draft, just the first draft by the seat of my pants is all sorts of unexpected things and things pop in that I could never have done, never would have appeared if I'd done an outline. Now, a lot of those things get thrown in the trash because they're just (laughs) too crazy and outrageous, but some stick and some, you know, so I've got dimensions that I wouldn't have if I started out with an outline. Yeah. So sort
0: of like the right brain, left brain thing. Okay. You're, you're operating in your right brain entirely when you write the first draft and you just, whatever comes to mind, you don't censor it, whether, uh-huh. oh gee, this is motivated or this makes sense or people are going to like it or not. You just completely go creative in your first draft. You give yourself that freedom.
1: I do. Now, if a reader says, and they have to give me feedback every night and they say, whoa, that doesn't make sense then I won't go back and correct it, but I might go forward and try to get rid of it. <laughs> okay. You know, so
0: there's some guidance in there, just not, not a lot. Now, these readers, are they beta readers? Or are they readers, friends or family or, or other writers that you work with all the time? They are mostly
1: friends that I know will give me an honest critique because the person who says, oh, that's great. It doesn't help your writing at all. No. So these are people that respect my work, and will give me they won't try to fix my work but they'll tell me what didn't work for them
0: so tell me more about your process because i find this intriguing like i said i tend to have not a rigid outline but a pretty good outline i know what the beginning is the middle is the end is i know a bunch of stuff in the middle how do you approach it
1: well i'm going to expand my process a little bit because there there are some this sort of slides into advice for writers but um i write every day I write first thing every day. I don't know if you saw or heard Walter Mosley, but he talked at one of the crime Bake. Yeah, was um, there last year. Yeah. Yes, to say you write every day because then unconsciously your problems in writing get solved. And I'm a psychiatrist in my other life, so I completely believe that, that yeah. your unconscious is always at work. So I write every day. That's what grounds me. I don't write a certain number of words. I just write something. And some days it's not good writing. But even on those not good writing days, there's usually might be something I can use. And by writing every day, I never miss a good day. So that's one thing I do and I recommend for other people. And it grounds me. It starts my day. So if it's a troubling day outside in my world, I can create my world. So it's not a troubling day. And um as we st- we talked about before I do well let me stop and hear from you yeah go ahead Well,
0: well, the, well the thing what I was going to say is it's sort of like a relationship you know if you want your relationships to progress and grow and develop and stay healthy, you have to touch base with each other all the time on a regular basis. So if you want the same thing with your characters, you want them to continue. You want them to grow. You want the plot to develop. You want all the the machinations to to do what they need to do. You need to have that regular touching. So it kind of makes sense. So I, I agree with you. I do the same thing for the most part. And when I have an issue, usually that's what the issue is. I've been away from it too long.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. So when we were talking before about panzers versus plotters, and I talked about this, there's this serial first draft. After that, it becomes much more structured for me. So then I I generally go kind of chapter by chapter for what is kind of like my legitimate first draft. Take a lot of time with it. And when I complete that draft, then I get my beta readers, my early group of beta readers who critique it. Then it goes to another really serious revision, and I get a second group of beta readers, always three, because then if two people say it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And then there's usually probably one more revision. I mean, every time I look at my writing, I'm revising a little bit, which was something I had to learn to do.
0: Well, you, you use different parts of your brain for the creative process and the revision process. And that's the main reason that I agree with you 100% to just write the first. Draft. I mean, yeah, you might want to go back and look at what you wrote before the day before so that the flow is there. But one of the books that I've read that is probably the most important book for me as a writer is writing the natural way. And it talks about the right brain, left brain process and and how when you're in your right brain, you're creative and you're looking at big picture stuff. And when you're in your left brain, you're doing that linear sequential analytical thinking i think there are very few people who can go back and forth between the two sides of the brain and it's impossible to do them at exactly the same time so um so i i agree with that and 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 so this is bringing us into your first draft um some people do though want to write and then revise it right away so they from what i see they're in their creative mode okay when they write their one page or their five page or their thousand words And then they shut that down and then they go into the revision mode, but they're still doing the same thing. Right. I I'm
1: in a writer's group and I've got people in that group that do that. They revise, revise this,
0: they go along before they get to the end. Yep. If you read anything by Lawrence Block, all the advice that he gives all the books that he's written, that's what he does. He takes a while to write. He can write fast, but you know, for him, he does a little bit at a time and he works it out as he's doing it. And again, every writer, does what he or she does, and it's not right or wrong. Right. But you need to, if, if what you're doing isn't working, you probably need to try something different. Right. Which is part of the reason why we talk about these things. Well, you know, Sarah, I thank you so much. To remind us about your books. What do you have out there? What's your most recent book that was released?
1: The most recent book is Murder Most Southern. They are standalones. They work in concert because they kind of build on each other. So that it starts with too many crooks spoil the plot. <laughs> is the first one so you can find me wherever and i'd love you to find me and i'd love you to write to me yeah that would be good and your website again my website is dr osborne.com and my facebook
0: page is sarah osborne mystery author okay there we go all right well i've really enjoyed having you with me i uh, hope you. to have you visit me again that would be lovely thank you linda okay sarah thank you okay